Teen Sports listeners. I'm your host, Erica Salda, the queen of teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday. This whole hour of Santa Barbara Teen Athletes. Woo! And we're talking all athletes. Welcome, welcome. February 8th, all day today. This is Erica Salda, the queen of teen. Thank you for joining us either on FM 96.9 or AM 1290. I, I had the great one. I, what kind of coffee do you make? But it's not really coffee, Dominique. What, what are you doing? We are now drinking Ticino. Ticinos. Cafe, caffeine-less. No caffeine, Ticinos, but it's made out of hickory. Uh, it has, uh, yes, it has roasted chicory. Chicory, not hickory. Chicory. It's got chicory in it. <laughs> you, you, it. And but, date. You guys know that that is a, that started out as a local company here in Santa Barbara. Ticino originated in Santa Barbara. Of course oh, it that's did. awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> so, so I take the little packet, put it in there, we froth it up with the almond milk. I tell you, my complete dietary change. You know, I'm walking my talk right now, and as I was sipping my coffee, I'm looking out at my cherry tomato plants. Your non-coffee. Non-coffee. It's not really a cafe, I want to call it. Um, looking out at my tomatoes, cherries, starting off with cherries before we get to the big beefsteak. So if you haven't planted anything, all right, it's Tuesday. Make a mental note. All right, we can go to Myers, We can go to Home Depot. And let's get some stuff Island in. Seed and feed. Island seed and feed. And we get, let's get some stuff in the ground because it's time. Victory Dominique. Gardens. Yes. Victory Gardens. That's it. Dominique, what, what else are you going to be planting this weekend? Oh, you know what's really delicious? Celery. It takes a little while for it to grow, but try growing your own celery. It's very tasty. You can break off a stalk and munch on it. Um, planted carrots. We planted kohlrabi, which is really delicious. Squash. And I even, for the first time, I planted my pumpkins early. Nice. Yes. Yeah. I like that. We Every year, right around this time, we encourage our teen athletes, you know, take a little dirt. It's a great, you know, it's your 20 minutes, 30 minutes you know, a week and put, you know, own a piece of property on your property and make yourself a little victory garden. I like Yeah, that. grow something. Even if you start with herbs, you can plant some peppermint and spearmint and they have it for teas. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yep. Yeah. We have Dominique has this big dried area of all of our mints, all of our, and I, and also what she does is really kind of cool. She freezes a lot of stuff, yes. freezes a lot of herbs, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. So all this, all this, as we create our new 2020, we set intentions. You have, if you had set any intentions, make some intentions for yourself. This is the week to do it. Huh? Where, where are we at? It's, it's a wonderful time. Uh, technically, uh, we're in the season where, uh, animals are beginning to birth their babies so it's like it's the newness the new time so it's a great time to start things speaking of birth we did order our little chicklets yes <laughs> yes so that. we're getting our little chicklets we're getting <laughs> if you are interested in having a few hens in your backyard and i believe most of santa barbara it's legal to do that a few hens are great for having an organic garden and you can get baby chicks from Island Seed and Feed. You can go on their website and they list out the chicks that will be available. The chicks will come in March and you can call them up and order some baby chicks. How many have you got? 16? We have 16 coming 16 to us. 16 babies. Oh my gosh. I think I'm going to name one after everybody, uh, all the co-hosts on Team, Team Sports Radio. <laughs> and I have a Dr. Amy, who's in the house today. We have a Christine Marie. Christine Marie, you can pick yours out. Dr. Amy, you can pick yours out. That's it. Uh, we've got Sussex coming. We have, we have Sussex. We have Silly's. Lace. 
one one adonti, something like that. Uh, so, an unusual chicken. We have silkies coming and, and have a doctor in the house today. He has to be in the house, or we wouldn't have a show. How you doing today, Doctor D? I'm doing very well, and uh, that's really kind of cool to name them. We name our chickens too. We still have one from the first <clears throat> uh, first set that we bought a few years back when we reinstituted our uh, uh, chicken family. Uh, Bridget is still with us and doing well, uh, as well as Luna, who is our, our our lame one. For some reason, we always seem to have one lame chicken who has trouble walking, but boy, she is still doing great. <laughs> She's still I doing love great. to have, I love having chickens. I just really do. So where are we at uh, astrologically uh, this February 8th? Christine Marie, where are we at? Well, I'm still sort of stuck in last week because it was such a powerful, powerful week of the Chinese New Year and the Lunar New Year. And on February 3rd, which was my birthday, woohoo, um, the Mercury went direct as well as I think I think Venus is going direct this week. So there's a lot of things moving forward going direct that had been being retrograde, which means that they appear to be going backwards from from our view um, uh, from the Earth. And so there's a lot of forward movement going on right now that's really powerful and a lot of sort of uh, Mercury is about communication. So if over the last couple of weeks you've had a hard time communicating, there's been snafus, there's been uh, complications, it's supposed to kind of ease out. Often they say with the Mercury retrograde, it's not a good, it's a good time to think about stuff, but not a really good time to sign contracts and make decisions. You, you make your decisions when it starts to move forward and everything's sort of smoothed out. So right now we're in that smoothing out period. Nice. So if, if teens are interested in looking at astrology, astrology is kind of that ancient science of really looking at personalities and understanding mm -hmm. inner, you know, human connections and so forth. And it's been studied by multiple cultures over thousands of years. And if anyone tells you, oh, I'm not affected by the stars, you can remind them the brightest star in the sky is the sun. And we are all affected by her. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, when I think about that, too, is I think about the intense effect the moon has on our water tides. And, um, you know, everything changes because of the gravity of the moon. And, and, and we, can't, we can't feel the gravity of, say, Venus or Saturn or that. But, but uh, to me, it's, so, it's, the closest, it's the closest one, the moon. And we feel it the most. And if, if that's that intense, why wouldn't we have, why wouldn't the other planets have an effect on us that just would be more subtle? It's, yes. it's fascinating and fun. Definitely. You want to, want to pull a card, Christine? I'm feeling hard. Okay. All right. All right. I'll pull a card. Dun, 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 dun. I, 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 I want to do it. <laughs> you want to do it? Okay. Okay. So um, do you want, so let's see now. This is such a tell, tell me when to stop. Tell me when to stop. Tell me when to stop shuffling. Shuffling. Throw it in there. Stop. <laughs> okay. Now, do you want me to pick from the top, the middle, or the bottom? Uh, top. Top. Okay. This is of your course. card. Well, Amy knew I picked the and top. Christine, before you read it, I just want to mm -hmm. say the reason why people work with tarot cards is to increase their intuition. So mm -hmm. it's a it's a way to access other parts of our knowingness that may not be right in front with our words. It, it gives images, it gives correlations and metaphors and stories, and it's just a wonderful way to reach other parts of our knowingness. I just think yeah. it's important. For, I'm glad we talk about stuff like this on the show because I didn't have that 
I just didn't. I, I didn't know about it. Didn't have. It wasn't later that uh, it, that that whole. I was open minded to it. I never poo pooed any of it. But the whole stars mm -hmm. and all that. I know. I didn't grow up with any of that. Well, as a as a Waldorf trained kindergarten teacher, I was steeped in storytelling and archetypes and the healing power of sharing and stories. I mean, the fairy tales are were healing stories and had a lot of more lessons. Some of them were, you know, I mean, it, there's a lot of different discussions we can have about fairy tales. But no matter what our age, you know, at one point in time, we were human beings sitting around fires telling stories. And that's how we educated ourselves and each other. And we still are if we can. That's what is the television, but lots of stories and archetypes that we're telling each other um and so with the with the tarot i think it's a really wonderful thing because it, it goes through the elements earth air fire water um and then it also goes through sort of the major milestones that almost every human being goes through and it's really powerful to, to that there are some that are, there are some things that are so that every human being goes through and it's and it's so that's so common for every human being that there's a deck of 78 cards that can touch a certain aspect of almost anybody's life and and, and any age you know um i'm, I'll, I'm actually going to be doing some tarot reading for the um the winter formal at kate's school for their winter formal um on the 11th of february so that's gonna actually this oh. coming friday so and i did it a few years ago and it was great fun and it's different reading for different people of different ages so the card that we just picked today that you just picked today um erica is the five the five of cups um which to me is all about letting go of the past it's about letting go of what no longer serves us and it's about and it's a cup cups are emotions and it's about when something comes up that really bothers us right now that really that chaps your hide it's like oh i don't like that or you get mad at somebody it's that understanding what is it related to when was the first time i felt this um for me it's like it might be my childhood you know oh my gosh i feel really abandoned and i'm really mad at that person for abandoning me but maybe they're not abandoning me maybe they're just in their own stuff and maybe this is triggering my sense of abandonment for me to let go of something that happened to me traumatically in my childhood so it's about letting go of old baggage there's this card has a picture of a woman sitting by um, a river with the cups kind of falling in you know and and it's a really powerful card really just about releasing the baggage letting go of old stuff and utilizing the emotions that come up now that trigger us and and focusing and looking back for what we're ready to let go of Nice. Thank you for that. Yeah. And thank yeah. you for taking all of your time uh, when son John had this little reunion. And that was right in the beginning of COVID. And of course, you know, I was visited, you know, by our law enforcement agencies just to make sure <laughs> we were in compliance with everything. And of course, I temperatured everybody and we had a little dinner party. Because outside. Outside. It was, it was, everything was perfect. Um, but you did readings for everybody then, and it yeah. was I was so happy about that because all these are our, the next gen that are coming in. They were all in their young twenties, and it was really nobody had ever done it before. No, not in that whole room. You were there. That was the first time they experienced it. And to this day, they're talking about it. So thank you. That's so wonderful. And I love that because I do a, a Jungian style of, of tarot reading where we're looking at all of the aspects of ourselves. I'm not, there are some people that, that do divination, that kind of thing. That's what I do. That's not what I do. I do. I like to help people kind of clear their cobwebs and find their own way back to who they are. And, and I use it for uh, reframing, right? Any situation. Um, it's, it's, we can always find a different way to look at any situation. And I, and I like to, to offer um, the, the visions and stories that come to me through the cards for people to reframe their, 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 um, the things that happen to them in their lives.
We got Dr. Amy up next, but how can we uh, get a hold of you if anybody out there is interested? Oh, I do have a Facebook um, uh, a Facebook account, A View from the Deck, um, and, I'm, and you can also reach me by my phone, 805-350-2705. Yeah. Nice. Thank you so much. Dr. Amy's in the house, and she's going to be with us right after these messages. And this is Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday, 9 a.m. Hello, this is Dr. Amy with Teen Sports Radio, and you can find me at stillquietplace.com or 650-575-5780. And today we are continuing our discussion of how to spot covert emotional abuse or what we're calling how to spot a sneaky spider. So I always like to start with a review. So, so far we have covered that sneaky abusive spiders generally start by being super charming and super patient and doing something called love bombing to trick you into feeling special. Not that you're not special, but this is sneaky and trick you into feeling safe. And then if you start to wonder, "Uh, I'm not so sure about this, then they start to scare you or to try and convince you that they are safe. Uh, And then they try and separate you from friends, from family, from people who might say, you know, I'm not sure about that person. And then they often will tell you that they're really great and then pretend to be humble. And then often, if you get really far down the road with a sneaky spider, they'll actually get you to start lying about what happened and lying about yourself in a way that harms you and benefits the spider. So we've covered all of that. And now I want to talk about how they kind of add lies into their web to make it even more sticky. And the adult word for this type of lying is called gaslighting. Mm. And These gaslighting sticky lies are particularly harmful because like all lies, right, they're untrue. But even worse, these lies are supposed to make you feel unsure about what is real. Like, did I remember that right? Or is what the coach saying right? I'm not sure. Like, I'm not so sure anymore. And they're supposed to make you doubt your wise self, the part of you that knows that the coach is a spider. You're thinking, nah, the coach is not that bad. They just really want what's best for me. I can trust them. I'm just worrying over nothing. Um, and then they also, if you start talking to other people, they'll, they'll lie to make other people doubt you. So they'll tell other people lies so that other people believe the coach and doubt you. And they lie to try and silence you. So 
This pattern of a sneaky spider is called gaslighting. And it's all the lies they do to create the reality that they want people to see, um, even if it's not actually real. So I hope that that makes sense. And I know that Dominique is going to ask me some questions and make sure that it's clear. So um, the uh, sneakiness of emotional abuse, um, whether it's a coach or a piano teacher or, uh, you know, a, a family member or something, um, that and the uncomfortableness of when uh, someone sets up a scenario and then tells you that your that your view of what happened isn't real and that um, nothing happened or uh, it under, undermines your it undermines your expression of what you felt happened. How do you, because that happens in a lot of different relationships. It doesn't necessarily mean that um, it's a uh, possibly a sexual predator, unfortunately, but there's even situations in work environments where uh, coworkers or uh, other people around you don't validate how you have experienced an event. And right. so that- I think I think what you're pointing to is right. Like if you're having a, if, for example, Richard and I are having a disagreement about what was said or what happened during a particular interchange, that's one thing. I never had a disagreement. I know. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah, I'm positive. I had disagreements with you. Are you invalidating my experience? Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> so, but if if we if we're having a disagreement and it's kind of in isolation, then that's part of normal human relations, right? But if your your view is continually being discounted, And you see some of or all of the other threads that we've discussed. Yes. Then it's a sneaky spider. Like having different views about I said this and you said that in and of itself. If it's part of a spider's web, it's one thread. And so then what you want to do is look for the other threads. And if you don't see any other threads, it's a normal disagreement in a human relationship. If you see more threads, the more threads you see, the more likely it is that the coach or actually, I just sent a note, the Riverside School District has a long ongoing multi-victim issue with students in their district being sexually abused. And yes, the school district needs to do much more to set policies in place and make sure the policies are enacted. But in the meantime, parents can start teaching their kids, here are the things to watch out for. And that's what I want to help people do. So what, what can a student say when they're experiencing where someone is not validating their experience? You come back into your center, into yourself. How did you use your words? to just defend that, well, I have a right to my opinion about what happened, and this is, this is what happened for me. Again, another layer to this, if you could answer to this, Dr. Amy, is not about going back to the person that made you feel more uncomfortable, but it's to tell somebody. 
Right. So that was that. That's actually next week's segment, unless you want to do it now. But the thing is, there's not the more you argue with a sneaky spider, the more confused and fearful they will make you. So it normally people think, oh, I should just work it out with the person directly with the person involved with a sneaky spider. That is not the way to go because you will just get more and more tangled. So you want to go to an adult you trust. And if the first adult that you trust doesn't help you, then you want to keep going to adults you trust until someone says, wow, this does, is not okay. And I've got your back. Yeah, that's I, awesome. I've only had one experience really. It was actually with a PE teacher at a school and he wasn't there that long, but he was having the girls you know, lay on their backs and, you know, lift their legs, spread them and then close them. And the girls have skirts on. And I, I went, I had no problem going up to him. I said, no, that's not appropriate. That's wrong. That exercise, you got lots of exercises to do. You do not need to do that exercise. I mean, I, and I said it in a way like, I just opened up, I'm going to open up a camel. <laughs> okay, because this is just wrong. And, and the thing is, is the boys who they separates the girls from the boys, the boys knew he was a pervert. And so if a guy, a boy, you know, in eighth grade is going to call the, the PE teacher a pervert. I mean, that's just going to spread like wild. So it just, yeah, it's not okay. And maybe there is no intent or whatever, but he has to be told. Yes. Okay. So, and I have no problem seeing something. And I really encourage anybody that if they see something that just looks off, that makes you uncomfortable, say something, say something. And Erica when was- you say something as a kid, you want to, you want to be, because sneaky spiders are sneaky and it's like shifting ground almost. And so you want to say as clearly as you can, what's happening. Like, my coach is confusing. One day she tells me I'm awesome. And the next day she tells me I'm a loser. Or my coach lied and said, I didn't finish my reps when I did. Or um, I think my coach is a spider. I think my coach is abusive. I can't quite put my finger on it. And can you help me talk it through? But there's just things that are off and you want to try and work it through. And I have on my website, I have an article titled Ending Cycles of Abuse in Sports and Society. And it kind of goes through each pattern in more detail. And you could look there and say, yup, this pattern, yup, this pattern. And then I think you will feel more confident in that your perceptions are accurate and you'll feel more confident in telling someone what's happening. As far as policy goes, Dr. Amy, do you feel that we're not doing enough overall? Do you think, I mean, the numbers, there's numbers out there. Right. I think we, and this one we can do next week because now we've covered the telling people. So next week we can talk about like what does a fully comprehensive policy in a school, in a, sports club, in a music school, in a dance studio, what does that look like and how would it be implemented? We can do that next week. Yeah, that would be perfect. Great. Yeah, that would be awesome. Good. Anybody? Christine Marie, questions? Richard? Dr. D? Yes, sir. Questions? Not at, close? 
Uh, not at this time, Your Honor. I'd uh, like to reserve my time for later. <laughs> no, I, just, I just wanted to clarify. Ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I did, um, uh, I did have a question for you, Erica. Were you a teenager when you said that to your coach? Was Were you a oh, kid no. in, a at coach. that time? You were a coach. coach. Okay, okay, yeah. Coach to another coach. Yeah, coach. Okay. But, I'm, yeah. you know, because of my history, and, and, and I've shared this with everybody, you know, I was abused by a babysitter, you know, at a very young age. I mean, it, it actually, I mean, the bright side of it is we ended up moving, you know, my mom, my, my mom was German, we go to Germany, I didn't even know we was coming back, and then we, we ended up coming back, then we ended up moving, um, so it all worked out at the end. Uh, my mom told a lot of stories about it as I got older, I mean, she killed him off a couple of times because I was having <laughs> issues when I was in my teens, and then she goes, oh, you don't have to worry about that. You know, he, he got in a car. I mean, made this big story up. And then 10 years goes by. So now I'm in my 20s. And then she finally comes up to me again and tells me that, you know, he died. And I go, and I couldn't understand because he'd already died. <laughs> I mean, he died twice. And she goes, oh, well, no, he's actually survived. But he, now he's really dead. I'll take him. Because parents will do whatever they can just to, to help, help the healing. with the healing process. So it's not well, like and what's great family. about that story, though, is that she empowered you. And then that was what Abe enabled you to stand up to that PE teacher and just go, yes. nope, not happening again, to anybody uh, else it, on my just, watch. Yeah, it just didn't. It wasn't appropriate to me. And I'll stand by it and maybe 10 other people because they know the person. Oh, come on. It's whatever. And I'm like, no, I don't care if he teach taught my kid how to meditate. You know, that's not a right exercise. It's wrong. I wouldn't even want to be a parent to walk by. It's just not right. It's just there's so many other exercises out there. I mean, come on. And I have to defend myself here because I'm pretty much making an accusation. So what happens is and this is very California. I'm sorry to say this because it's. Not how I was born and raised. We never shot the messenger in New York. I mean, the messenger was praised. It's like, oh, good job, messenger. Thank you. And embrace. Out here, man, I hear. <laughs> I'm constantly ducking, you know, because I'm the person that's going to say something. You know that. If I, I can't help it. And I don't have the attention span to hold it. If I see something and there's something that's wrong, I'm going to, I'm going to. And if you right see wrong, something, Say something. Yeah. So, thank you. At least Dr. Amy supports me. I appreciate that. All right, listen, let's do a little hooga. It's time for hooga right after these messages. And this is Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. This is Dominique Hackett with Santa Barbara Wellness Center and uh, uh, Braille for those who want to learn who are visually impaired. Um, so when we talk about HUGA, we're really talking about that cozy, comfortable feeling. When you close your eyes and you think about sitting with a friend in front of a warm fireplace with a cup of hot chocolate in your hand, that sensation in, in the pit of your belly of, oh, cozy comfort. That's what kind of what we're talking about when we talk about Huga. And um, one of the fun things to think about is 
creating that cozy, comfortable space, but then also bringing it out into the world and bringing it into your life. So in looking at uh, new intentions for 2022, I was thinking about ways that my inner self, my inner knowing, that comfortable, smart part of me, how does that part of me communicate to me? And so I found this great list of ways that um, some people say your soul communicates to you, your higher self communicates to you, that, that wise part of you. So uh, the first way is we talk about gut feelings. So we may be you know, doing something in the day and we've got to make a decision and we feel something that literally comes from our, our gut. That's where the sensation is, a knowingness about the choices that we need to make. So that's one way. Another way of looking at things is serendipity where amazing connections are made and we meet the right people at the right time and we create these wonderful safe learning environments and um and everything goes really well and, and so you call it serendipity it's just amazing how it all works out another way to look at how our souls connect uh, how we connect with our soul is synchronicity um, I spent a whole year noting the synchronicities in my life. That's where magical things pop up right at the right time. And, and Or maybe you're going through your day and you notice when the clock says 11-11 uh, or uh, it's 2-22 and you see multiple numbers together. But there's interesting, when you're looking for synchronicities, you find many synchronicities. Dominique, may I ask you a quick question? Yeah. What is the significant difference between serendipity and synchronicity? So serendipity is more like that um, magical, uh, happy quality where something happens and, and it's a happy, magical moment. Whereas synchronicity, it may be like, uh, for example, um, you have a wound and you end up with just the right doctor to help you heal the wound that you have. So, um, so that may not, you may be working on something that's difficult and not necessarily happy. Um, but the synchronicity is that beautiful working out of the universe in your best interest. Whereas serendipity, I seem to think of serendipity as um, a magical, happy quality. Maybe uh, other people have other ideas. Yeah, I actually, um, this is bringing to mind the work that I did with the Shared Crossing Project and William Peters. And that's been a, if uh, people have been paying attention, he just put out a book about um, shared death experiences and all of the research that he has done around that. But synchronicity is one of the things that he talks about. And, and I would add to everything that you said, which is totally spot on as far as I'm concerned, but synchronicities are like a discernible pattern. And, it's, and, and in the context of the shared crossing work, um, you know, he would, he would say like, uh, there would be, you know, key words or a bird or a, um, a sound or a smell that would have a pattern of appearing at uh, significant times in like connection with a person who has recently passed. So where serendipity to me sounds a little bit more like happy random, Synchronicity can be positive or negative, but the, the discerning factor there for me is a, a distinct pattern it's all, that it, it, it can almost become reliable. Mm. How I expect to see such and such around my dad's death anniversary, for example. Mm. 
I love it. We have a, a synchronicity with a friend who passed with butterflies. And quite frequently, when we talk about her, a butterfly will appear <laughs> like every single time. Yep. I don't want to say it now because I don't want to watch a butterfly or a moth or something fly in the room. So we won't, we won't talk about it right now. Yeah. <laughs> That's beautiful. Beautiful. Well, um, the, uh, there's a whole wonderful list of ways that our soul communicates with us. Um, I'll just end it with a, the last one. Um, Let's see. How about um, animals that get attracted to you? Right. So this is very interesting where, um, it, you know, you're connecting to your deepest inner soul. But maybe when you come out in the morning, there's a particular bird that is in a tree or a bird bath and is singing a song, especially early in the morning. Oh, I so recommend coming out right when the sun is coming up. It is absolutely magical. The birds sing with joy and there's this connection to nature or maybe you're having some deep feelings and your dog comes up and, and rubs against your leg or your cat sits and gives you that knowing, you know, look in your eye. So connecting to nature is also ways that our deepest soul is connect is helping us be connected to the whole universe. Mm -hmm. I have that with horses. I do tell you that. I would walk into a barn or a stall and it's so funny because I had no idea that it, this was a good thing because I'm not in, afraid of horses, but I'm kind of intimidated by them. And, you know, my dad had horses and all that. I didn't know my kids got to experience all that, but um, I've had them come up on me and nibble me and like freaking chase me and stuff. And I always thought because they didn't like me, but actually they do like me. And there's so many times that I used to go in the barn in the morning and all of his horses used to stick their little heads out and look at me. <laughs> this is like this, and ran same thing and like you could be a horse whisperer i know i didn't know them i thought they didn't like me but the facts is that means that they love you so it was funny because like even you know giving a horse an apple i'm kind of like i'll do it but i, I can't look you know because i because <laughs> i got this big head like you know munching down on your hand so yeah not very comfortable but yeah it was kind of trippy i i get that i i knew i noticed that my youngest um my oldest actually joe i stole him in the backyard i'd look back there i have videos of it you'd see families like raccoons possums <laughs> i thought it was saint francis <laughs> birds flying down and everything i swear i said when he was a little kid you're gonna be a vet i just know you're gonna be a veterinarian i mean it's whatever because he attracts animals any animal loves him so there's a really wonderful connection between us and nature and uh, just to end. So if you don't understand what Huga is, think about sitting with a friend in front of a warm fire, sipping some hot cocoa or your favorite warm beverage. And that sensation of cozy and comfort, that's that beautiful sensation that we want to share with friends, family and increases health, increases wellness, increases our ability to learn. And that's what we're promoting, especially with everything going on right now with our teen athletes to find that comfy, safe space. It's very, very important today. Mm -hmm. You know, very, very important. So let's take a little break. Um, and we've got Richard Ellsworth coming up right after these messages. Well, now together we will stand every boy, girl, woman, and a man.
and this is Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Eric Casalda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Welcome back, everyone. This is Richard Ellsworth with Mountain Sage Healing Arts and the Braille Institute. And I would like to go off of Dominique's earlier topic about atmosphere. And this is something that you could spend hours talking about because there are so many parts of our atmosphere that can shape and affect our mood and our productivity and all of these, all of these different things. And I just wanted to share about some of the things that I've done in my own atmosphere. And one of them, as Dominique mentioned, includes lighting beeswax candles, right? They release a lot of those negative ions that help to clean and purify the air. Um, Sometimes I'll use those Himalayan salt lamps for that quiet, calm lighting. And they'll also release those negative ions to clean the air and give you a stronger sense of relaxation and positivity. And the other thing that I do that is, I think the most helpful is I surround myself with every single color, very bright, vivid colors. And there are tons of scientific studies showing that when you see different colors, you have a subconscious or sometimes even conscious mental reaction to those colors. So if you're surrounding yourself with all different colors all the time, especially ones that make you feel good and happy and empowered, those types of colors can be affecting your mood on a regular basis. I've always been a big fan of of red. Red is sometimes associated with the emotion of irritation and, and anger. But for me, red is a power color and it fills me with a sense of confidence. So I will often wear red or I will put red around me. I have two walls in, in my, my house that are that are red colored. Um, and I, I just think that it makes a, a very large difference. Um, and the other thing that we were sort of touched upon was lighting. Um, lighting is huge. When you have bright blue lights, your body says, OK, it's dawn. And your system starts to pump out some cortisol and you end up with higher energy, right? And over time, if you're experiencing that blue light at times that are not earlier on in the day, that are at times later in the day, you can throw off your whole circadian rhythm. And the most important thing about circadian rhythm is that circadian rhythm is not just responsible for regulating sleep. And that's one of the biggest misconceptions. When you mention circadian rhythm to, to the average person on the street, they say, oh, yeah, your sleep cycle. Well, it's not just that. Your circadian rhythm is regulating every single chemical process and the timing of that that's going on throughout the day. Now, obviously, there are other factors affecting that timing, habits, things like that, the routines, right? Um, but your circadian rhythm is always active and is always responding to those external environmental stimuli. So really, really important to consider what type of light you're getting at what time. And as Dominique mentioned, getting that softer lighting, especially in the evenings, is really, really important. That, that red light, right? The red part of the color spectrum is going to filter out the blue. Wow. Good stuff. Good stuff. We've got a minute left, but let's use it for the next segment. This is Erica Salda. Thank you for tuning in on either 96.9, AM 1290. Where else can you find us, Dr. D? Well, of course, AM 1290 and 96.9. You can also find us streaming live at am1290kzsb.com. We are on SoundCloud, as well as many other sites that are going to be uh, added to the repertoire, if you will. Uh, You can also re-listen to this program. Uh, We can be heard again tonight, which is a uh, uh, Tuesday night. 
<laughs> at 11 p.m. Uh, let's see. We're on Sundays, aren't we? We're on at uh, 6 p.m. Is that right? Or Yes, sir. Yeah. And then, of course, Monday morning at 3 a.m. And you can also listen to this program's podcasts on uh, Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio, SB Radio, uh, SBRadio.com. Uh, that's the website where you're going to want to go to. Fantastic. Let's take another little break. This is Erica Saul, the Queen of Teen. We'll be back with one more section after these moments. And this is Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salt of the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Welcome back. We've got a little over three more minutes. And I just want to do a little update here. We've got a Matthew Weitzel next week. And he's going to do a Charger recap. Really excited about that. Thank you, Christine. Go Marie. Pueblos. Let's go DP Chargers. So volleyball player, 10th grade, um, he actually uh, was tested positive for this show, so we're going to have to wait a week. We wish him well and a speedy recovery. Um, and then the only other thing that the, for the news-breaking stuff for this week that I touched on that I saw in a feed a couple of times is what our, our teen athletes, our kids, not just teen athletes, but what our kids, our seniors in a lot of schools are doing. This is um, in Washington State. Yeah, one in particular was Washington State. Um, you, you read the article more than I did. Uh, just real fast. Uh, seniors are uh, doing very peaceful protests um, to help affect changes in their schools about how their schools are doing mandate policies. And it, it's just very interesting to watch our kids in America learn how to work with a democratic process and, and do participate in peaceful protests mm. based on things that they believe in. Right. Yeah, this early, uh, this is, you know, it started with petitions and they have a voice. Um, I remember when I was in high school, I petitioned everything. I did. I was always, I created the petition. If something ticked me <laughs> off, you'd think I'd get into politics. Um, and we're just taking a sideline view on this. It's interesting. It's all part of our growth and it's all part of our awareness. We're, we're very proud of our kids. Proud of our kids. And and this is a process. This is a journey for them. Um, we, we've had a lot of kids on this show start a lot of things like getting rid of straws, you know, in, in uh, restaurants. Favorite Burford. Um, that was because of a class project at Santa Barbara High School. And all of a sudden, six months later, there's no straws left now in Santa Barbara or many straws just, just knocking on doors. Now you have to request them. So things spark and they and You they can make take, a change. Yeah. You can make a change. We, and we encourage that. Yes. Mm. So I don't know if anybody has any comment on that. Richard, which and, you can look up on the Internet. And, and I, post the, I pose the question here in the last uh, 15, 20 seconds that I have, and that is this. Um are we going to uh, help 
our kids to feel safe in school? Uh, or are we going to focus exclusively on making sure that the Second Amendment is adhered to? And where can we find the balance? And that's I, I'm not posing. I'm not putting these as opposing uh, issues. I'm saying, where do we find the balance? Because I'm not looking at uh, undermining either of them. You know what comes what comes to me with that is this um, the um, the Jungian perspective of of uh, holding the tension between two opposites and allowing them to both be and be respecting them and see what magical third comes out. Here, here, it may not be a balance, but it would be something else. That there's a solution that's better than any of us could think of. Here, here, I love it. Love it. I love it, and I love the show, and I love my family, Team Sports Radio, and all my co-hosts and friends. Hey, let's hug it out this week. God bless. See you next week. Nothing's gonna ever bring you down. You're the best around. Nothing.